0: I'm Sonia. I'm a new mom to two busy toddlers who keep me on my toes. The journey towards sharing my life with these busy toddlers did not come easy. Here at Coffee and Grace, I share my journey through infertility, adoption, and motherhood. Being a mom has taught me a lot of things, and one thing I know we can all agree on is that motherhood is so much better when you feel connected to other moms. Here we share stories, give advice, and talk about the true beauty of motherhood, which is really found in the messy, not so perfect stuff. The conversations here are honest, true, hard, and beautiful. Go find your coffee. Welcome to Coffee and Grace. And remember, you're not alone on this journey. Hey everyone, welcome to episode six of the Coffee and Grace podcast. I'm Sonia Brown, and today I am joined by my friend Michelle, who I had the pleasure of attending university with back around 2006 to 2009. I have not seen Michelle in person since we took one of our last university classes together, and I believe that was around 2009, which when I think about now, honestly, seems like forever ago, and it kind of was 10 years ago, so it really was quite a long time ago, Um, and because I haven't seen her in person, I, I just miss her so much. And But I'm so thankful that we have social media and I sort of get like a glimpse of what she's been up to kind of from a far off distance. So today we will be having a conversation with our pre-mom selves. We will be chatting about things we didn't know that we didn't know about kids things we swore we would never do as moms yet are guilty of and things we wish we didn't stress about in those first years of motherhood and also the parts of us that have changed and well the parts of us that are still the same so i can't tell you how thankful i am to be having this conversation with michelle since we both knew each other pre-kids so it almost feels like we're back in university and just chatting over a beer at the campus bar so Welcome, Michelle. I'm so glad you're here.
1: Thank you, Sonia. I'm so glad to be here.
0: Oh, I'm so excited to be having this conversation. I've been looking forward to this since we started talking about this. Oh, yes. Yes. So, Michelle, if you don't mind starting off by just telling our listeners a little bit about yourself, about your children, about your life, and anything you want to share with everybody.
1: Yeah, sure. So, I'm Michelle. i okay. um, I have just recently moved to Calgary, Alberta with my family. Uh, So I have a daughter, Olivia, she's four, and a son, Kieran, he just turned two. We have a little fuzzy wiener dog, and my husband's name is Jarrett. And I am a clinical exercise physiologist, which is really just kind of a fancy name for a personal trainer who can work with populations who have some health concerns, really. And yeah, so I have done that since 2009. Yeah, since graduation, hey? Since graduation, um, when I got my kinesiology uh, bachelor. And yeah, I've done lots of work in kind of the realm of exercise therapy. And after I had my daughter. Then I switched into more personal fitness coaching, um, particularly for postpartum moms, pregnant women, and yeah, just kind of niche down a little bit that way.
0: That's great. Well, you are an expert, I find, in so many things. I love following your Instagram page, One Tough Mama Fitness. So I'll tag that up in the show notes, um, and I encourage all my listeners to go and follow. Michelle you will not regret it and sometimes she'll enlighten with some of her funny Instagram stories where she swears and I love it and she's just honest and real and it's honestly my favorite thing in the world so I just appreciate that so much about you
1: <laughs> <laughs> thank you <laughs> i will okay. to watch my potty mouth my son is a pretty good uh, pretty good at repeating me now
0: Hard to repeat. Yep. I'm also oh, yeah. in that stage as well. I'm like, oh, can't see that word anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Okay. So like I said, this is going to be sort of a conversation with our pre-mom selves. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to start off by asking um, Michelle a question, and then I'll also share my response to that question as well. So the first question, Michelle, is before you had kids, what did you think motherhood would be like? That almost seems laughable now.
1: Yeah. Oh, boy. I feel like I had a lot of ideas about what it would be like to be a mom mm-hmm. and you know, what our days would look like and all of that stuff. But kind of deep down, I thought, you know, it'll get easier. So I went into motherhood having some pretty good people to, to look up to and we kind of kept it pretty real, um, thankfully. So I was like, I, di- I didn't expect it to be easy, but I thought that it would get easier, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, yeah. I'll have this baby. We'll get into a routine, all of that stuff, and then it's gonna then it's gonna be smooth sailing once we have each other figured out. And mm-hmm. turns out, the second you have whatever phase you were in figured out, it changes. And so I wouldn't say it gets harder again, but it's just constantly evolving and this idea that it gets easier. I, I don't know if it's ever going to come true in motherhood. (laughs) I, um, some days I'm like, Oh, it's going to get easier. And I, I don't really think I've ever experienced that ease that I thought would happen at some point. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting that way. Like I thought it would get easier and I just really don't know if
0: it's going to. (laughs) I hear you. I totally agree with everything you just said. Yeah. And mine is almost a little bit similarly to you, but I personally thought that I would have way more control than I actually do. So like, I know I never thought I would have total control over every situation, but I certainly believed I could definitely control certain situations Through, like, the choices I made. So, for example, I remember thinking, if I just get my children on a solid routine and I'll let them experience a variety of foods when they were starting solids, and if I did sleep training, they would actually sleep. Well, let me tell you, (laughs) I was... (laughs) so freaking wrong like like I know all the things I mentioned above like are certainly beneficial and encouraged when you read all the books and you go to all the classes but it in no way means that if you give your baby a variety of purees that they will grow up to be amazing eaters and it doesn't mean if you keep your kids on a routine they will just magically want to go down for a nap when it's time and lastly I can't stress this one enough that No amount of sleep training will actually make every single child sleep throughout the night. And I can speak to that (laughs) one. So I think about it now. And yeah, it's kind of it makes me laugh a little bit that I just I just yeah, I thought I would have a lot more control based on what I did as a mom and the routines I put in place. But it turns out. You know who's in control? Those children are in control. And that is what I didn't realize, pre <laughs> Oh, totally. Um, it's so humbling. It, it is so humbling. It really is. Okay, so next question: What is something you said, or did, or even believed before having kids that kind of makes you cringe now?
1: Oh, gosh yeah well I'm sure there's a million things <laughs> there's a lot of things really a lot of little things I'm like oh, I'll never do that uh, whatever but um the one thing that truly um I don't want to say bothers me anymore but it did once upon a time when I realized how ridiculous the thoughts that had went through my mind pre-children was Is like my ideas about discipline Mm. mostly in public spaces you know you know where this is going I know where this is going yeah to the grocery store yeah and like the kid is losing their shit and I'm like they're tiny humans you know like I don't understand how this can't be you know mitigated or managed (laughs) or you (laughs) know whatever it is um and I I remember being like, Thank heavens that's not me. Like, you know, I had a little bit of empathy for yes. the mother, but also just like having zero understanding of like, I don't I don't get it, you know. Yeah. Um had yet now I had one child who would just didn't ever do that. That was not Olivia. I don't know if it mm. ever will be. That's just not her personality. Kieran on the other hand Mm. is a little bit feisty and a little bit sassy. And there's moments where I'm like, oh, he's going to have a fit in this store. Yeah. And I deserve him to have this fit in the <laughs> store for me having those thoughts in the right? past before I got it. And um, yeah, like it's now when I see a mom struggling with the child who is just literally not having whatever circumstance they're in, I'm oh, I just have so much compassion for them. I know. Like, oh, man, I wish I'd have known, because I wish then that I would have, you know, passed them a glancing smile or told them that you're doing a great job and, like, man, kids are tough, but I didn't get it. Um, Right. So I, I go out of my way to do that now when I see moms, you know, kicking ass and they're doing it. Yeah. everywhere, you know, whether their kid is tantruming or not. I mean, they're just doing such a great job. Um, but yeah, it, uh, it disappoints me mm-hmm. that I kind of ever had those thoughts grace my mind pre-kids that, mm-hmm. you know,
0: we live and we learn. Absolutely. I can, that was one that came to mind that, um, scenario you just replayed. And that was mm-hmm. one that came to mind that made me cringe as well. And I'm just like, that. <laughs> I really wish didn't cross my mind because it seems like the grocery store is like the place that those meltdowns happen. And so you're right. I just wish, like you had said, you would have given them a smile or at least said, you know what? Like, it's okay. Or like tough day. And those kids, like just encouragement that, because they're we've been in those situations and you just like want it to stop. You're just like, want it to end. And you're more worried about everyone else and, the looks they're giving you and I think we've evolved probably now we don't give a shit as much anymore (laughs) what people think of the meltdowns, but it still like makes you anxious as a mom and you honestly just want it to stop so no I can completely relate to that one for sure Mm -hmm. um another one one for me um outside of that one which is going to be a little hard for me to admit but so Jay's had always been a pretty good sleeper and yeah, he woke up, like, in the night as a newborn, like most do. But overall, he was pretty content after a bottle, and he would just fall back asleep. And then when we decided to sleep train him around four-ish months in preparation for Everly's arrival, like, he just adjusted so well, like, to the point where he was only waking once in the night for a bottle and even giving us, like, five to six-hour stretches before waking, which was amazing. Incredible. Incredible. Yeah. Just incredible. Like, so thankful. Then Everly arrived. <laughs> <laughs> and let me tell you, like, I swear she did not sleep unless I was holding her. And I just remember being so flippin' exhausted after being up every 20 minutes with Everly throughout the night. And then I'd finally get her to sleep and then Jace would wake to start his day, and oh, it was just, it was so hard, and Everly was exclusively breastfed, and she just basically, that's the only way she would settle, is if I was nursing her, so she just wanted to cluster feed all night, so after three weeks of almost no sleep, and completely being a zombie, and probably more meltdowns than I'm From me, that I'm proud to admit, (laughs) I I did it. I brought her into bed with me. And I remember, like, feeling so guilty about this because I know I was exclusively told not to ever, and I repeat, not to ever do this, to not co-sleep. Do not bring your baby into the bed. It's unsafe. Like, you know where I'm going with this. But, like, honestly, something had to give. Like, it just, something had to give. No one was going to survive if mom did not get a little bit of sleep. So, I remember one night, I just finally, like, had enough. I propped up some pillows at a 45-degree angle, and I laid her on my chest. And you know what? She fell asleep, and she was... Mm Content for a few hours. And I even like remember falling asleep and almost like in a panic when I woke up, like, oh my God, is everything okay? Like, and she was fine. She was probably nursing or breast, like, you know, she was just on my boob the (laughs) whole time. But I remember waking up the next day feeling like way more refreshed than I had in weeks. And so, despite being told that I should never do this, and despite like me like, cringing when I heard people co-slept. Like, you know it's unsafe. Like, why would you put your child in danger is what I would think pre-kids. It was really the truly the only way I could survive those first, like, four months of Everly's life, and so we did it as safe as possible, and it, like, it wasn't comfy sleeping on a 45-degree angle for that long, but it was better than the alternative of no sleep, so... Anyways, yeah. that's something I'm not super proud of admitting, but it's what we did. And honestly, if you had to co-sleep and your kids have to sleep in your bed, as long as we're all getting sleep, I think that's the bottom line.
1: <laughs> yeah, desperate times cover desperate measures. Like, gosh, we can't live off no sleep, yes, we,
0: you know? No, we were desperate. We were desperate. Yeah. And she just she would sleep that way, like actually stay settled. And it was in a comfortable position for me. So we just rolled with it. Mm-hmm. And now she, you know, does okay. And she sleeps in her crib and we all survive. So all is well. Yeah. <laughs> yes. um, so what aspect as your life um, as a mom right now is most different from what you thought it would be?
1: yeah. Yeah, a, a couple things. I think actually, the the first is just like how all encompassing being a mom is. Mm-hmm. Like my children are constantly top of mind. Yeah, you know, and whenever I'm doing pretty much anything, whether it is work or with friends or, you know, in the home they're there, you know what I mean? And, uh, and just always thinking about, am I helping them become awesome humans? Are they kind? Are they Mm -hmm. happy? Am I doing enough to, you know, support them in their life? And it's just always there. Like it's something that I haven't really learned to shut out Mm -hmm. yet. Um, so that's been probably a really big thing. It's just, not knowing the mental energy required and not just like physically caring for them, but the emotional care
0: for children
1: has been, uh, it's pretty intense. And I think the other thing is uh, just like how contradictory motherhood and parenting can feel for me sometimes. Like it's rewarding and hard as fuck all in the exact same moment. Sometimes
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely
1: wanting to like laugh and cry, you know, <laughs> within a short period of time. Um, it's just really unbelievable, but also I'm grateful for that because the really hard days still have some bright shining moments, you know? So thank goodness for that because yeah. there's, uh, there's been a lot of hard days and there's been a lot of great days, but Yeah. Just that it's always top of mind. It just so contradictory at times. It's unbelievable.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Um, when I was thinking about this response and I was trying to think about even like three or four years ago, like what I pictured like life as a mom would be like compared to like what it is like now. And, Mm -hmm. I know most of you are familiar with my journey to motherhood, but if you're not, for me, it just really wasn't easy. So for me to become a mom, it involved over a year of trying to conceive naturally, to undergoing multiple rounds of failed IVFs, to then starting an adoption process. So I think for me personally, like I spent... So many years, like watching holidays and birthdays pass by and waiting and wishing for a baby. Yet with each passing year, I still remain childless. So I think for me, when I was thinking about this response, because I lived through this like hard phase of life where I had many moments of doubt that I would actually even ever become a mom. Like there was moments that I just didn't think it would ever happen. I think I honestly didn't allow myself to really imagine or ponder what life would be like when I actually had children. So I think like pre the journey that I just talked about, I think I would think about it a little bit then, but I was a lot younger and not quite at that stage where when I actually was ready to become a mom and it wasn't happening as quickly or as easily as I for some reason believed it would, and it Mm -hmm. often doesn't work out that way, that I just really feel like I didn't imagine what life would be like as a mom. Because I just was too scared or I had the fear to worry about that. So looking back now, like even two years ago, like if you would have told me two years ago, basically in January of 2017, that I would have two children in 2019, like I would have never believed you. So um, I think because of all this and that hard journey, I like I said, I don't think I really ever imagined myself as a mom, like it actually happening so yeah, I think that's sort of jaded, I guess, my, my feelings of what it would be like. And it's almost like when I like, it was really hard for me to even, yeah, like reflect, I I really think I just blocked out that thought for a long time. And I was just really focused on getting there. And getting there was all I had to do. And once I got there, I would figure it out. So yeah, so that was, yeah. that's my answer for that one. But, um, yeah, yeah. Just, I'll just... no, I can,
1: I can completely relate to that. Uh, so we had several losses between, uh, Olivia and being successfully, uh, pregnant with Kieran and yeah. we had lost his twin as well. And right. so I, I can understand what, what you're saying there, because in those moments there was times where I was like, Am I a mom? And I was already yeah. a mom too, right? You know, when Earthside baby, and still having those feelings. It really does. Um, it really does change your your outlook and how you feel about all of those things, and the amount it, of relief you have when you know a baby is placed in your arms is just. It's, totally, yeah, something I I took um, you know for granted having a fairly easy first pregnancy, you know with with Olivia I
0: yeah I can get that yeah absolutely and I think I know exactly like I'm glad that you shared that piece of your story because I know you had a really tough journey like you said between Olivia and Kieran and I think oftentimes like just to kind of go off on a little bit of a tangent I didn't really mean to go here but I think it's just which is why like coffee and grace exist is to ultimately create this community, because I think you and I, we both just said we didn't really realize how hard it could be. But like, the more I'm learning, and the more I talk to women, the more I realize that the hard journeys are more common than we talk about. (laughs) Like, it's, it's almost very common to go through a hard journey. In fact, it's almost more of a miracle to sort of have it all go somewhat easy. I use that term lightly. But Yeah, I think it's just important that, yeah, we talk more about that. Okay, so do you feel like you're the same person pre-kids?
1: Do I feel like I'm the same person Um, pre-kids? I think that kind of like the, you know, the deep core values that I held previously remain if that makes sense you know um that makes sense yeah I still I still feel like myself in that way you know being very empathetic and um you know those sorts of things I feel like they exist and and have remained mostly unchanged but on the On the other side, and I don't know if it's because of having kids or if it's just a matter of time has passed and we tend to grow with time because we have more experiences, you know, um, that I feel more confident to maybe act on how I feel at the core of myself. Um, So I... Mm -hmm you know, deep down, I kind of always knew who I was, but I didn't always feel confident or know how to express myself in that way. And now I feel more freedom to, to do that unapologetically and just not caring so much about what other people, you know, think or will say or how they'll react. Um, so, yeah, and I don't know if that's a matter of, now moved into the phase of being a mother has provided me Mm -hmm. um or you know just the the passage of time because I I mean I have plenty of friends who are of similar age to me who who don't have children and I think they would agree that they're that they've changed dramatically as well you know so I don't know if it's the having of kids that has brought this forth for me but um I do know that having kids has challenged me (laughs) in ways that I (laughs) never anticipated. And I think that experience and overcoming, you know, adversity and challenges and just all the things allows us to kind of grow. And so I do, I think I would have got to where I am now, maybe had I never had children I do. Um, I just wonder if it maybe would have happened as quickly because I felt like once you just get tossed in a motherhood and it's one heck of a whirlwind, you just, you have to figure it out to kind of stay afloat. And so you I think it propelled me into this coming of who I am, mm. if you will, or just that confidence to... To just really put who I am out into the world, you know, not the not the sugar coated version or the the careful version, if you will. Uh, just put it out, and uh, I don't want to say not caring because that that is not true. But um, putting it out, caring, but doing it anyways, regardless of what the outcome will be on how how I am received.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that response. That was great. That was perfect. And (laughs) that was was beautiful. I love that. And mine was very similar, except I don't think I'm going to put it as eloquently as you, but in the same, my response was a little bit like neutral. Like I would say yes, but I would also say no, that I'm the same person pre-kids. So similarly to you, I think the things that brought me joy and like comfort pre-kids such as writing or going for coffee with friends and being physically active are all things that still bring me joy today and I still enjoy doing those things and I, I'm i still very much the same person in regards to that but I think similarly to what you said like with each passing year I I think we grow and we evolve and we learn new things or perhaps we develop new passions which I think, ultimately change us as women. So, yes, in some ways I am the same person pre-kids, but in some ways, no. And so, and I agree with Mm -hmm. what you said in regards to would this have happened whether we had kids or not? You know, probably. But in some ways, um, I think maybe the pieces of me that are better now, I think happened because of my children. Mm -hmm. And I guess... The other side of that coin is maybe the pieces of me that I'm not so proud of that come with, you know, we all know those times where we have lost our patience. Um, Those pieces I'm not so proud of that obviously are the result of children as well. So, yeah, I think um, in some ways, yes. And in some ways, I think I'm still just that girl that I was, you know, 10 years ago back in university that you knew. So. Yes, for sure. Okay, so I'm going to end off with one more question. And that is, what piece of advice would you give to yourself if you thought your pre-kid self would listen to you?
1: I appreciated you sending me this question earlier because I was like,
0: God, I don't like I got to think on that a little bit.
1: And I, my first thought was, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't have taken my own advice. Mm to be entirely honest, you know, um, yeah, it, and even still I'm like, you know, it's, it's hard to give advice to people because our experiences are going to be so different. There's just so many things that, that impact, you know, our experience. Mm -hmm. Um, what is your support system like, you know, um, your story of having a uh, difficulty in the process of becoming a mom, like there's just so much stuff there, you know, and, you know, I didn't anticipate struggling with postpartum anxiety like I mm-hmm. did. So someone's advice, maybe uh, even if it had been, you know, well thought of, like it, it might not benefit someone. And so it's like, oh gosh, I don't know if I, if I really have any advice aside from surrounding yourself with people who will just support you in your transition into being a mom, you know, um, because I think that's really what we, we need. And so uh, yeah, rather than maybe advice to myself, I think I would, you know, if I could write it on a sticky note and stick it in my day planner for me to read, <laughs> it would be like, it's, it's going to be really hard. Yeah. And you can do it, you are doing it. And it's going to be okay. Yeah. You know, just giving them that space to understand that it's okay to be figuring it out and to not know the answers and that maybe we don't need the advice. Mm. We just need the support and love from the people around us so that we can figure it out in our own time as those experiences lend us the opportunity to do so.
0: When I was thinking about this question and what I would tell my pre-kid self is one thing that came to mind is that every phase of motherhood is, is just that like, it's a phase. So those hard moments, like during that newborn baby stage where you're up for countless um times throughout the night, which I talked about nursing or bottle feeding your baby, or those hard moments during the toddler years that you and I are currently in when your child can lose their shit at any given moment and is learning to like regulate their emotions. And Those first years that, like, they're so physically demanding on you as a mom. But remember, this too shall pass. And I remember you used to say that all the time on your social media posts when you were going through, like, this will pass. And that is so true. But the hard stuff, yes, will pass and is still a phase. But in the same regard, I want to add that although those hard moments or seasons, yes, will pass, but so do all those, like, really sweet moments that, like, Fill your mama heart so much, such as a baby sleeping on your chest, or experience your baby take their first steps, or when your toddler's learning to talk and, like, says the cutest words, and those moments will always pass, Well, sorry, will also pass, so I know it sounds cliche to say, but I'm going to say it anyways, but it's so true when they say that the days are long, but the years are short, and... I think that statement really just came to realization for me the other day. Like it just like hit me. I like stopped in my tracks and I really looked at my son and I'm like, when did you become a little boy? (laughs) Like your chubby cheeks are starting to phase. You're becoming tall and slender and you're just, you have just changed. It seems like overnight. And I just, so although Those hard moments, those will pass, but also remembering that the good stuff will pass too. So just really just enjoy the moments that you can, even the hard ones, and know that yes, they will pass, but also enjoy those like really sweet moments when they're babies and toddlers because like you, we were just talking before we hit record, like your daughter's going to be starting kindergarten next year and you probably can't even believe that so it just honestly goes by so fast so just take time to enjoy it and I I remember like hating that advice when people would tell me like just enjoy every moment and I'm not saying that don't have to love every moment of motherhood because you're not going to I'm not gonna tell you that that's an expectation but just try to like slow down a little bit and just take in all those moments because before you know it they'll be gone But the beauty of that is you'll just step into a new phase, into a new season of firsts and exciting things as well. So just take time to really enjoy all those. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. It is special. and When those moments happen, it sort of just like brings you back. Like you said, there's been many hard days of motherhood, but there's also been like really great moments in those hard days as well that you can remember. And I think it's just important to hang on to those really great moments and those are I think the moments that sort of just keep us going as moms me especially for sure. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. 100% that is the and that's what you'll remember too really like so you want to make sure you take that time to savor them because they they will be your memories you know the the happy times.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So that's all I had for today's episode. Michelle, that was so amazing. I'm just so thankful that we were able to have this conversation together. It was long overdue, I think. So let's try not to like go this long without actually like talking not necessarily in person but hearing each other's voice so let's not do another let's say podcast in 10 years so let's try to stay in touch a little bit better but thank you so much um for just sharing your story and your wisdom and um just the conversation that we would have with our pre-mom selves what you said was so lovely and i've enjoyed every minute so thank you so much
1: thank you for asking me that is it's been wonderful and i Yeah, it, um, it's just so nice to kind of have people that you can, you know, speak your truth with and, um, and hope that it can reach another mama's soul that needs it.
0: Absolutely. So thank you again for everyone for tuning in today. Like I said earlier, I will add lots of um, different references in the show notes, but, give michelle a follow over at one tough mama fitness and i'll tag that in the show notes and thank you all for tuning in today i hope you enjoyed this sort of relaxed conversation i hope you learned a little bit and at the very least i just hope you had a smile and a good laugh as we sort of just chatted um, about our experience new motherhood so thank you for tuning in